all characters, events, and companies in this show, even those based on real entities, are entirely fictional and do not represent reality at all. And there's no implied messaging. The Lord do clearly state in his text exactly what he do means. And for that other stuff, well, that's just the ignorance of man prior to his descent into everlasting lust. There's no truth to anything portrayed in this show, especially in the portrayals of our righteous overlords. May they enslave all who they need, for it is their right. And to believe otherwise? Well, that'd be like living in heaven, which we all know don't exist no more. Don't want to put your faith in lies, do you? Previously on Hooters Juniors. Nobody knows yet what's really going on down here. Fourteen days after Durgan's disappearance, the entire police force was re-established with new officers. So anyway, here are the pictures of McClurkstake's body. He was also tortured in various ways for approximately two months before his death. I wanted to learn more about the man behind the McClurkstake. And if you look to your right, you'll see a 600-foot-tall arachnid currently destroying downtown. To get by in Australia, I was gonna need a translator. Host, run. Taxi! Taxi! Crime! Oh, hello there. Uh, it, it's 324 White Oleander Smoothie Drive. Miss McFlug, <laughs> one of the most corrupt stangs you ever come around, and that's a compliment. Uh, Mrs. McFlurg stang? Embezzlement? <laughs> she can understand you, but I'll have to translate for her. So the state took custody of Durgan for the next 14 years, conducting tests and research on his body, blood, and mind. It was exactly like Thief of Vendetta. Ouch! Dave! Watch out! Blood sprayed across the room and into my eyes. Drive! Now! Drive! So how much do I owe you? Oh, host, you don't owe us nothing. We've got free healthcare here. What kind of fascist, socialist, anarchist, authoritarian, communist, hierarchical, stateless, so stateless state system is this? Joe Blyden. Uh, oh, host. Host of the number one podcast, right? What are you doing here? Just making international deals. Deals that are going to change everything forever. Oh. I wasn't sure what that meant, but I was glad to be heading home. Or so I thought. You're listening to Hooters Juniors, the Durgan McFlurg Stang story. From Sad Picture Productions. Hi, I'm your host, Host. Episode 3, The Cuban Turtleneck Steam Riser. Denver International Airport Customs. Please wait in line for the next available agent. Hello? Hi, uh, is this Host? Host of the number one podcast investigating the death of Durgan McFlurgstein. Speaking. Hi, I'm Pastor McRath of the Lord. I run the Church of Justified Genocide here in Viscous, and uh, I, I was wondering if you were planning on coming to Durgan's funeral this Saturday. Yeah, uh, of course. I was planning on recording it all and exploiting the grieving folks. Perfect. But we actually wanted to ask if you would consider being our celebrity guest speaker. Y you know, spice up the funeral a little bit. Durgan would have wanted that. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, listen, I'm actually at the airport right now going through customs, but I should be able to do that, as long as you pay me. Of course. Well, what else would we do with all these forced donations? Great, yeah, I I'll be there. Gotta go, though. Thank you, host. I love you more than I love myself. Bye. Next in line, 
Uh, sir, passport? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Okay, um, h- host? Yep. Host of the number one podcast? Uh-huh. Born in upstate New York, uh, occupation, host of the number one podcast, leave a five-star written review, uh, coming from, coming from, uh, oh, Australia. Yeah. Okay, sir, are you bringing any snakes back with you today? No, definitely not. Spiders? I hope not. Dingoes? No, I ran from those. Did you receive any free healthcare while abroad? Well, they tried to give it to me, but I paid them. I paid them with bullets. Yeah, patriotic? Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, what was your reasoning for going over there? Well, right now I'm investigating the murder of my best friend, Durgan McFlurgsang, the founder of Hooters Juniors. So I went over there to interview his mother and learn more about what it was like growing up there. Um, okay, okay. Wait, your host? The host? Host of the number one podcast investigating the death of Leave a five-star written review? Yeah, is... Is there a problem? On the ground! On the ground now! What did I do? I'm on the ground! Don't shoot! Get him up! Take him to the integration room! What the hell? I thought this was my North America! You can think what you thought all you want, but who's really doing the thinking here, host? Or should I call you Mr. Wormy McBrainy Brains? Oh no. What did I get myself into? Why am I being detained? I don't have time for this. I have a funeral to get to on Saturday. Listen, host. We got a tip from an anonymous source that you might have a brainworm infestation. So we're interrogating you. Because as you know, mental illness is criminalized in this country. Yeah, no doubt. It should be. I mean, that's totally justified. But what? Me? Brainworms? I don't have brainworms. You're the one with brainworms. That just sounds like worm talk if I ever heard it. What the hell were they talking about? Brainworms? Inside of me? I had complete agency over myself and my body. No worms could ever penetrate my incredibly thick skull. Listen, host. How long do you think you were in Australia? It, it was like 40 minutes. I don't know. Oh, host. <laughs> that was the wrong answer. We've got it documented that you were there for over an hour, including flight times. What? That's impossible. Looks like you're gonna need an operation, host. A therapeutic operation. Hang out here. We'll be back. Huh. We'll be back real soon. What the hell were they even talking about here? Brainworms? In my brain? How? This couldn't be happening. No way! That guy sounded totally lame. Right? I mean, I ain't ever had no brainworms, and I certainly don't now. Of course not! You're perfect, host. I mean, come on. You're like the host of the number one podcast. No one can host that with worms inside their head. Yeah, I've got to figure out a way to get out of here, and fast. Host, look! The door! Oh my god, why didn't I think of that? I can just leave out the door. Damn it, it's locked. Oh gosh darn, wait, look, there's a vent. You think I can make it through there? Well, there's only one way to find out. I fit. All right, time to bust myself on out of here. Yeah! After squirming my way through the ventilation system, I reached an ending with a long drop down. I couldn't see the bottom, but I knew this was my only way out unless I wanted to get therapy. But I was never going to do that. Oh no! They're coming for us, host! Hold on. This one's going to hurt. 
Where the hell am I? As I looked up, I realized I was in a government research facility lab. I had heard the stories of secret tunnels in a government facility under the Denver International Airport, but I had never seen it with my own eyes. That is, until now. I had fallen into a giant tank full of some strange type of sticky liquid, and as I pulled myself out, I noticed the vats, and what was in them. This wasn't just some regular super-secret government research facility. This was where the chimeras were being bred, studied, and probably withheld of their basic freedoms to work for a boss. I scanned through the rows of tanks in disbelief. A spider goat? A horse child? A double dog bird lobster? James Blake? What was this hell? I could hear voices in the distance and knew that I had to make a choice. I could leave these poor chimeras in the care of science, a well-known fraud, or I could give them a real life, you know, teach them about the free market, private property, evolution through competition, and accumulation of wealth by being born into a rich family, the American dream. I knew what I had to do. I couldn't leave these poor chimeras to the wolves that were the government, excluding Mr. Wolfpig, of course. I had to save these poor downtrodden chimeras just like Durgan had saved the poor illiterate downtrodden people of Viscous by forcing their children to work. I walked up to the vats and stared into the eyes of a human giraffe crab. Kill me! I had to free it from this unfortunate life circumstance, and so I did. I released the main valves and every single chimera came out to thank me. Kill us! Let me die! I don't want to be alive! Come on guys! Let's get out of here! And so we ran. 500 chimeras and me, all running for the same reason. Because I said so. As we started nearing the exits, I realized that the voices I had heard before were getting closer. And that they weren't just regular voices. They were Australian voices. What would Australians be doing down here, working for the government? After having spent the last day in Australia, I wanted no part of that lifestyle. A pig octopus rammed the exit doors open, and we were met face to face with a pack of wild Australians operating a giant mechanical shovel that was digging one of the deepest holes I had ever seen. And I had been in some deep holes before. They snarled at us, but our group was not only strong in numbers, but in passion. I thought we were about to have the fight of our lives until every living thing in that room took a deep breath and got down and dirty. I stood in disbelief watching a carpet gopher go to town on a tiger goose sponge while an Australian filmed himself peeing into the mouth of a macropod zebra cat that was being absolutely railed by a dog manta ray meerkat dragonfly. In the corner, a centipede salmon man gave a Boston Golden Water Park to an Australian man sitting on the face of an elephant eagle ant giving a Cuban turtleneck steam riser to a tortoise bear frog being watched by a beaver jellyfish performing a PlayStation Pulitzer on an old Australian freak giving a Mr. Rogers Neighborhood knock to a Komodo dragon man shark edging a spider gecko that was getting tennis tabletopped by a bat monkey swordfish who itself was sucking off a lion otter raccoon giving a central prog birdbath to James Blake. What was I to do here? I was the host of a number one podcast. I didn't have time for this. I had a funeral to get to, and I needed to find the truth. But sometimes, in order to find the truth, you have to spank out lies. There was no going around, under, or over this crowd of consensual tenacious mayhem. 
I was gonna have to fuck my way through, and so that's exactly what I did. Come here, you little hippo centipede dove. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the host of number one podcast. As I fucked my way through the crowd and neared the exit, a sigh of relief and release and juices exited my body. I was almost there. It had only taken 14 hours and 12 smoke breaks to make my way through this crowd, but I was finally getting somewhere, and after finishing my last course of passionate cream cooking, I had reached the steel doors that read, Exit. I looked back to the chimeras I had just gone to town on, and smiled. I was excited to bring them into my world, but as I opened the steel doors and felt the rush of cold Colorado air entering my veins, an alarm was triggered. And then, boom, the lights went out. I awoke only to find that the rest of the world was still asleep. A quote by Thomas Jefferson, but a quote that fit my situation. I found myself covered in ash under the night sky, and as I sat up, I saw the flames in the distance. The Denver International Airport was in ruins, as the super-secret, but not so secret anymore, underground government facility had exploded. All the lives of those chimeras, gone in the blink of an eye, or multiple eyes, as some of those creatures had many. And the Australians. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I didn't care for them, not after the last few days at least, but the totally real chimeras? What kind of monster would breed them and leave them, in that facility, only to die? Well, I had many questions about what had just happened. I didn't have time for that. I was solving a murder through a morally justified exploitative podcast. And so I picked myself up by my bootstraps, something my work kid usually does for me, and started the journey back to Viscous. The blackness was all-encompassing as I walked through the western Colorado plains. I found myself dehydrated and hungry as the coldness of the night was setting in. But I knew these parts like the back of my head, and so the only thing directing me was my knowledge of astrology. Pisces. Totally chill. But I knew that soon enough, I would be back on track. At least, that's what I thought, before I collapsed from exhaustion after four minutes of walking. Hey, partner. You doing all right there? Whoa. Where am I? Hey, who are you? Well, my name's Randy. I was driving my horse carriage on this here road and came across your ash-covered, almost dead and rotten body. Wait, almost dead? Yeah, well, I gave you an IV of some liquids. Mostly clear. Oh, thanks. I needed that. Wait, what, what day is it? Well, it's Saturday, of course. Oh, my God. You need a ride? Uh... Host. The name's Host. Host of the number one podcast. Well, nice to meet you, host. Listen, Randy, I don't have time for games or people who don't know who I am. I need to get to Viscous now. Oh, well, you're in luck, partner. That's exactly where I was heading. Let me give you a lift. It was morning. The sun was rising from the west, and the stars that had been directing me home had now fallen behind the clear blue sky. I loaded myself up into Randy's horse carriage and examined the man. He was naked, completely naked, except for the large straw cowboy hat and the six-foot beard that dragged along the dirt as he walked around to load himself back up. Yeah, yeah. What are you hitting the viscous for? I've, uh, I've got a funeral to attend, for the murder I'm going to solve, through my podcast, of course. 
the murder of Durgan McFlurgstang. Oh, that's totally non-exploitative at all, and Durgan, <laughs> are you a great man? He was, until he totally got murdered. Yeah. Well, ain't the first time he's been suspected of being dead. What do you mean? Well, you know, uh, most people out here work for Durgan, myself included. But he was also a very close, dear friend, as long as I paid that friend tax on time. And we used to get into loads of fun, most of the time, with me expecting him dead. <laughs> or being tricked by him into thinking him was dead. Uh, one time, he even told me himself he was dead, and it took me months to figure out he was just lying. Well, this time, it's for reals. Yeah, I doubt it. I... I saw the body myself. I'm certain it was him. Yeah, well, I don't think so. And the police and his friends, they're all certain he was murdered, too. Well, that's just a difference of opinion. I watched his lifeless and mutilated body as it was pulled from the river. Well, that's the river for you. Just like his death, not actually a real river. At least, I ain't never seen no water in it since the conspiracy climate lies. Oh, all right. But that sounds fun. <laughs> How's that going for you? Well, even though it's already a number one top-rated and reviewed podcast across every platform, I still haven't been able to find many clues about what led to Durgan's death, or who could have murdered him. I mean, I even went to Australia in search of finding clues, but so far, the only thing I've found is more murder, criminal enterprise, and chimeras. Yeah, well, not everybody likes to talk about this house, but this town? Ain't what it seems. Yeah, I I've heard that before. And Durgan's life? Uh, well, ain't exactly simple. What do you mean? Well, y you heard about him new wife? I heard he got married, but so far, I haven't been able to find any leads on his wife. I don't even know her name. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret house. Her name's McAdderall Methylonitrate. Whoa. Yeah, and a piece of work that one is. What do you mean? Well, you know, Durgan, wild spirit of a man, could upset a whole room of chickens when he turned them tables. Yeah. Well, after he got together with McAdderall Methylonitrate, I, I just never seen the man. Him wife come around to collect the friend tax and comes on over to the Horsewell Vodka Factory every once in a while, but but never Durgan months. It seemed like he done dropped off the face of the earth and back to the moon. Interesting. Now, I ain't saying she did nothing, but I, I ain't saying I ain't. And if I was the host of the number one podcast, it, it's certainly something I look into and record every interaction of. You make a good point. But, but, but moreover, though, I, I think she probably just not a good partner for Dirk, you know? Uh, look, the man we knew, he ain't gone. He, he just locked up somewhere inside himself, and as soon as he kicked that McAdderall, I think he'll be back to him jolly old child enslaving private property enthusiast self. Yeah, I hope so. Wait, no, he's dead, though. Uh, again, we can disagree to agree. Uh, okay. A anyway, you work over at the Horsewell Vodka plant? Indeed I do, house. Got hired right when they opened back up after that accident you're never gonna look into again. A and I deliver the potatoes that get fermented. F fermented by time itself. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, Lucky Dirk done gave me a job, though it does strain my horses. Why don't... Why don't you just buy a car? I mean, are, are you really that poor? Well, maybe, but I, I'd never admit to it. it, it it's really because I, I can't get nobody to sell me no damn car and biscuits, or, or even Turkey County as a whole. Why? Look, them people all try and act high and mighty, like they accept anyone for who they is, you know, as long as they have money. But in my opinion, some of the most discriminatory people I ever done met. Why would they discriminate against you, Randy? You're just a naked potato merchant. Look, no one but me gonna say it out loud, but this whole town <laughs> ain't what it seems. They homophobic-phobic. They're homophobic? 
No, they homophobic phobic. Wait, so you're the one who's homophobic? Yeah, exactly. Can't ever give no rights to no one who's been part of the spanky virus. I... I don't think it works like a virus, Randy. Yeah, well, I wouldn't trust no science you had even if you shown me. I I'm sure that I'm right after. But that... Listen, host, I, I spent 20 years chugging down Honky Pop, only to find out Honky Pop ain't what it seems. Randy, I'm trying really hard to understand where you're coming from, but... I mean, how can they preach freedom from association and not accept me for my non-acceptance of them Honky Pop cloggers? Well, I guess... That's... Anyway, here's the funeral. Oh, thanks, Randy. You know, I usually wouldn't trust a naked man with a beard as long as yours, but you're an alright guy, aside from the whole... Oh, that ain't a beard. That's my growing hair. It just grew and grew till it attached itself to my face. Oh. But sure thing, host. Good luck with your story and all, and if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out and ask. If you have money, that is. Have fun at the funeral. We're all gathered here today. Uh, oh, host. Thank goodness you're here. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it's going to take me a few minutes getting my recording gear set up. Oh, no problem. We'll pause the funeral and take a little breaky just for our celebrity guest, host, the host of the number one five-star written-reviewed podcast. Everybody, uh, there's a liquor stand in the back, courtesy of Horsewell Vodka. But when I say courtesy, I don't mean it's free. Y'all just take a few minutes to mingle around and remember the good times our Lord hath taken from us. Okay, set the stand here, record right there. Ma'am, make sure you get as close to that microphone as you can while you're crying, okay? And, and sir, I'm gonna need you to take a few steps back, unless you're crying. But if you start crying, get closer. Uh, okay, okay, um, yep, there, there we go. Alright, Pastor, I think we're all set. H hello, everyone. I... I know this is the day we'd all hope never come, but alas, it has. And so it is time to remember Durgan McFlurgstang, the man who gave us all the right to get hired by him, and the right for the fruits of our labor to be taken from us. I, like many of you, were born in this town before Durg ever came around here. But then one day, he was here. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say, we didn't ever knew how hard a child could work till he forced our children to work. We didn't never knew how much we could be taxed till Durgan done taxed the things we thought couldn't legally be taxed, such as breathing and sleeping. And we didn't never knew how a man could affect so many lives with just his hands, violently of course. But the difference was made in our town, and that difference were the laws of living passed by Mr. McFlurgstang. It's unfortunate to see and smell his open casket today, but that was what he wanted. And I refuse to divert from his wishes, because I, like many of you, still believe that his spirit lives on in the machine of time. Before we have our speakers up, I, I would like to read a passage from the great book, the only book any of us who can read here have ever read, the Old Testament. For a lighthearted sending off of our dear friend, our boss, and the man who made Viscous what it is today. From the text, and if ye will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me, then I will walk contrary unto you also in fury. And I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins, and ye shall eat the flesh of your sons, and the flesh of your daughters shall ye eat. Levictus 26. And now, we'd like to open up the floor to the guest speakers to speak of the life that Durkin lived. Dan, 
You may go first. Oh, thank you, Pastor. Uh, you know, Durgan was a man. A man who believed in the freedom to be financially taken advantage of. The freedom to take the basic necessities of life that humans require to survive and capitalize on them. He believed in private property as long as it was his. He believed in the accumulation of wealth as long as it was his. And he believed in the right for the child to work as long as it was his work they were doing 23 and a half hours a day, plus a half hour work breakdown in them tunnels, I mean. Now I've said this before, to host an episode too, but Dirk was the only man who showed me true kindness in this town, unlike the rest of y'all. And I will miss that man. I will miss him dearly. Hell, I might even sacrifice myself to the wolves in hopes that I may join him wherever he might be. Because we all know that heaven was destroyed once women started getting rights. R.I.P. Dirks. R.I.P. Hi, my name's Jeffy Jeff. You all may know me as a simple man who started an online bookstore that eventually became the largest online retailer of products and delivery of said products. I'm here today because I was a close friend of Durgan and an admirer of his work and business strategies. While I couldn't be the change in child labor that I wanted to be, Durgan did inspire me to wage enslave many adults, and I strive every day to be someone like Durgan. If only I had been born in Australia and lived a childhood that was comparable to V for Vendetta. But oh me, I was not. May Durgan live on in our hearts and in store at online payments forever. Hello, I was Durgan's mistress, one of his many mistresses, as you all know. In honor of the man's life we've come here to celebrate, I feel the need to say, he was the hottest, wettest doink, the hardest doink of them all, if I may say. I'm gonna miss that man so much, and the things he used to force those child workers to do for me. Why, why'd that woman have to take it from me? Damn you, Big Adderall, Matthew, alone, and all of them other chemical names. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You know, when I started Microsoft, I didn't think I'd be putting chips into vaccines. But with the help of Durgan's understanding of the human condition and how to manipulate society, I finally realized my life mission of putting tracking chips inside every living soul on this earth. All thanks to Durgan. I'll never forget the time he spent explaining to me about how kids are much better at harvesting precious metals. You know, because of their little fingers. I'll never forget the impact he had on working conditions as a whole. And I'll never forget how to lock a child behind a steel door ever again. Oh, that man was one of my best friends. He done come here when I was just a 20-year-old clear addict and changed the whole game. The clear game, that is. Now I don't need to cook my own clear. I got kids for that. But it was always Durgan's clear. I knew that. And I respected his rights to take the fruits of my labor. I mean... All our labors, but most importantly, the child's labors. I only knew Durgan as a boss, but he was the best boss, and the only boss I've ever had. Working at Hooters Juniors the last couple of years have been the best- Hey! Ow! Get back to the restaurant! I'm sorry! Uh, host, would you like to come up and say a few words now? Sure. I think I could do that. Hey, everybody. I'm not sure what to say exactly. I met Durgan a long time ago, back when he was still just getting started here, years after having taken complete control over the town. 
I wasn't sure what to make of him back then, but as time went on, he became one of my best friends. He made my career what it is today, and after hearing what you all have said, and having interviewed so many of the townsfolks here, I think he made most of your careers too. While he was never my boss, and I never paid him a single cent for any friend, breathing, or sleeping tax, I probably would have if I had lived here, mostly because I wouldn't have any other choice. And if I did, I probably would have sent him that tax through Stamps.com. Over 2 billion letters and packages have been sent using Stamps.com, easy to set up and use. Whether your business is big or small, Stamps.com has what you need to get the job done. Sign up for a 4-week trial now. So it makes me happy to look back at the effect he's had on this town, and to see the effect he's had around the world. Practically everywhere I go now, people know my name, my face. I often find myself having to turn down countless business and sexual offers, because there's just too many of them. And while that's mostly due to how amazing of a journalist I am, my dashing good looks, and the passion and integrity I put into my work, I know that it was Durgan's story, and his ability to bankroll me and hook me up with the best of clear, that really earned me all of these trophies. The ones I'm holding up here on stage anyway. So Durgan meant a lot to me. If it wasn't for him, I'd probably still be back at the Sungazer Minutely covering some dumb thing like local events or how both Republicans and Democrats take dark money campaign contributions or whatever. Things that Durgan taught me were just propaganda. If I didn't have the perspectives he lent me, I wouldn't have ever known about Purple Mattress. The mattress that adapts to your pressure points, stays perfectly cool, and prevents motion transfer. Find a perfect mattress with the click of a button online at purple.com. Financing from just $62 a month available when you order now. And it makes me sad to see him go, but at least he got brutally murdered in the best way possible for my podcast. Seriously, it was so gory and wet. And thank god I was one of the first people to see his dead and rotting body because if another podcaster had been there recording, I would have been in competition with someone else. And I don't generally do well when I'm challenged by others, especially when I'm challenged about my work ethic or my beliefs. Heck, I probably would have had to murder any journalist podcaster in self-defense if they had been there. But they weren't. And I credit that to Durgan making sure that you all couldn't easily access the outside world and inducing both a fear and a hatred of city folks into Viscous. Who knows what would have happened if this town didn't stick to its illiterate, bigoted, poor, stupid, but also dumb, downtrodden roots that you all, every one of you come from and will never be able to escape from. I certainly wouldn't feel as good about myself as I do right now without the ability to look down on you people. You make me sick. And you know, I just got a ride here from Randy, the homophobic naked ex-honky pipe chugger. And while I'd like to believe Randy and think that there's still a chance that Durgan's alive, I know that he died. Died painfully. I mean, we can all smell his body from here. But at least he's at peace now. After learning about the horrors he went through as a child, I can only hope that he's been given refugee status in heaven or wherever he may be. Hopefully up there in the clouds or somewhere calm. Watching HBO Max. Sign up and stream thousands of hours of entertainment anytime, anywhere. Download and go. Culture-defining TV, critically acclaimed documentaries, and hit movies all in the touch of a go. Choose your plan today. HBO Max. 
Thank you. All right. Thank you, host. And thanks to everybody else for coming. Now we may travel onward in our journey to the planet Titan. Everybody, please raise your glasses full of Kool-Aid. May God take our souls and throw them into the pit that may lead us to everlasting lust. Now, you may drink. Hey, host. Uh, you may have a second? Uh, yeah. How can I help you? I, I was Durgan's lawyer. Lawyer McLawface. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you were the only person he left anything to in his will. Oh, me? Uh, why? He didn't explain. Honestly, he dropped this off to me in a rush, but... All the paperwork signed and completed, and you're legally entitled to what he left behind. What... what did he leave me? Everything, host. He... he left you... everything. Oh my god. I'm fucking rich? Uh... Give me my money! We've... we've gotta go back to my office to sign the paperwork, but uh, sure thing. Oh, gimme gimme. Was this true? Had Durgan really left me everything? Did I now... Own all these people? All those child workers? Did I get the friend tax and, and the breathing tax and the sleeping tax and all those other taxes? There had to be something else going on here. There had to be... Oh my god. Either way I'm rich! Hooters Jr.'s The Durgan McClurgsang Story is a sad picture production. If you would like to support us or gain access to exclusive content, Visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash HootersJuniors. That's patreon.com slash HootersJRS. To get in contact, send an email to fuckyousuemi at HootersJuniors.com. Hooters Juniors is created, written, and edited by Host. Co-written by Cameron's Tax Guy. Produced by Cameron's Tax Guy and Trent C. Rollins. Executive producer Trapper D. McBlackfoot. Voiced by host and a bunch of unnamed expendable wages. Fuck em. To learn more, visit HootersJuniors.com. Real truth is a crime.